Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. No one needs to hear our, no our infighting. I hate you guys, man. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> what type of order are you guys doing this discussion in? The order I put it, and then we'll just do it in any order that I choose people on. What? As as what does order, that mean? The order you the exact order, any order, order I wrote, the exact order I wrote it on, and the order <laughs> okay. people will do it on will be who I call on first. Well, here's the question, though. Uh, is, oh, that, is, is it going to be... Uh, each individual person's giving their thing, and then we One do it again time. for the next thing. No, it's no, not helpful. We'll, we'll we'll all do a movie, and then we'll all do a TV show. There we go. We'll all, yeah, okay. there we Obvious. go. Thank That's you. the only way I can think of it in my head. It's not like one of us is going to list everything. Thank you. It sounded like Jammer. it based on what you said. <laughs> that's 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 good. All right. Um, cool. Uh, I'm I'm all well. Let me check my mic. <laughs> goes off. It it goes off. I'm I'm all set. You guys all set. I'm all set. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of the year of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship international official, every sort of podcast it can be for LRMOnline.com and the Genreverse Podcast Network. I am here today with uh, not Jonesy, everyone but Jonesy. I got your Jammers, (laughs) I got your Kyles on the ones and the twos, and I got your Dannys. And of course, I'm Nick here to celebrate the last show of our third year as a podcast. How is everyone doing today? All good here. All good here in the sun and the rain of Dubai. We've had rain this week, people. Rain, my word. I even had to put the roof on the Jeep. We had rain yesterday. It's Colorado. For a second, I was just like, the rain on the Jeep? What does that mean? But I'm like, wait, yeah, you got got one of those cool Jeeps with the the convertible style thing. Does it have a door? Yes, Yes, it has two doors, and we use it to get in and out of the vehicle. But I know what you mean, Jammer. Yeah. I've yeah. No. You. Off. Yeah. That was a very condescending way to answer that question. But I'm saying there's Jeeps without doors. <laughs> I gotta, those exist. I gotta ask a, a question. Does uh, uh, Dubai get as awfully uh, muggy when it does rain as Kuwait does? Because that was awful. Um. Yeah, that's a great question. When, if and when it rains in the summer, Kyle, then yes, because okay. it does feel like it's still raining when it's stopped <laughs> raining. But during the winter time, it is now. We, we get down to about eight or nine degrees oh, and stuff. Okay. So centigrade, that is, by the way, guys, for the American viewers and listeners. Um, so when it rains, it just feels cold and wet. 
Nice. The so it's kind of like home for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, today... Today... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go, Chama. No, no, go ahead, Nick. So today, um, we don't have any news stories. We didn't watch anything special, but we're going to go over the things we liked and disliked the most about the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, you know, favorite movie, favorite TV show, least favorite movie or TV show, and then two surprises. So um, oh. I guess unless anything else, if anyone wants to add anything else before we begin, you, you fellas want to start? Are we you not doing the pistol? Are we we are. I said those are two surprises. Jeez. Now there oh, are no sorry. surprises. Most pissed surprise. off thing and best discovery. <laughs> oh, well, I just a surprise. Sorry. It wasn't really a surprise thing. I didn't. I wasn't going to read it all. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for finishing it. For me, Danny. So with that out of the way, Danny has to start with top movie because he's the last one to question me. Danny, what was your favorite movie in 2022? Let's say yeah, new yeah, yeah. release, but you could have seen it on any platform. Yeah, you know what? It's 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 been fantastic this year. Um, there has been ups and downs, and there were um, honorary mention has to go to the Batman. I thought that was a fantastic movie. But let's be honest: if I'm going to go with a movie that has surprised expectations, um, mm. has kept me um, excited and entertained all five times I've seen, I it, knew it. Three of I know where you're going. IMAX, we, we all know where you're going. We know it's just going. We all know where we're going. We're going to the danger zone, boys. <laughs> Absolutely. For everything that it did for the movies, for the big screen, for, for a film that no one knew that we wanted until we got it, and then we're so happy we got it, for the fact that it broke a billion dollars, it's still playing on the big screen here in Dubai. It's still got people going to watch it that they're keeping it on the big screen. Without a doubt, the my favourite, for me, the favourite film of the year, um, best film of the year, yeah, for lots of reasons, but I think it's definitely Top Gun Maverick for me, boys. Wonderful. Well, mm -hmm. I'll take it from here. It is not my top movie, but it is one of my honorable mentions along with The Batman. The thing about The Batman is that I think is interesting is uh, it is a finely crafted movie, but I still have only seen it once. It's, it's a movie that I'm like, I should start watching it. But then I'm like, but then I actually have to sit down and focus on it. It's not something you okay. can just throw on and they get tangentially sucked into. It's something I'm like, I really feel like I have to be dedicated to. And I just haven't been in the mood to do that. So yeah. on that alone, I, I can't give it to that. This is my favorite. I'm not saying best. This is my favorite movie yeah, of yeah. the year. Um, and for me, it has to be Glass Onion. I've already watched wow. it Onion. seven times. I've watched this movie so many times. Nerd. Uh, have, yeah, I know. I've watched it seven times, <laughs> and then I've like, I've, I've seen like, I've peeled back the layers of said, you know, glass oh, onion. No, that's it. I'm shutting this times. down. No, no, no puns. No great. puns like that. No more. No, no more. It's not puns a pun. Like not a pun. It's just it's legitimately what it is. But, it, but what I appreciate about Glass Onion is that it's, it's, it's very clever in how the mystery is set up. You don't really know what Jam, the mystery sorry, is for sorry, a good Jam, while. I'm really sorry. I've got to stop. I'm really, really sorry about it. I really wouldn't do this. I haven't actually seen it yet. I've been in the UK when it was dropped, and I've got back, and I haven't seen it yet. And I know you're going to love talking about it. If you're going to spoil it, I'm going to. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. Spoil spoilers on all this today. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not spoiling I did, anything. I did, did want to stop you. I did want to stop you, but I do really want to watch it and didn't want to be. No, spoiled. no, no. Sorry, Jam. I will not spoil I, it. I, um, I, but it's it's really funny, very finely crafted mystery. And what I like about it is how thematic it is with the concept of Last Onion or the the, the, the song 
the Beatles song. If you don't know, that's a Beatles song where the Beatles are essentially making fun of people who are reading into their lyrics. And they're saying essentially their lyrics yeah. are a glass onion to where it's like, it looks like it has layers, but at you could still see its center. There's no mystery there. It's really blatant in your face. Stop reading into it. And the mystery really does play into that whole idea. So very multi-layered, very funny. Uh, I've seen it several, several times. And I, I probably am going to watch it again today. Nice. Good choice. Well, I might as well mention Batman as an honorable mention too, <laughs> just because, and I have seen that like five times and it is my favorite Batman movie ever, but it still it's couldn't crack one. my favorite film of the year. Um, I actually have a tie and it is both of your picks. Uh, oh, really? Your movies are Top Gun, <laughs> Maverick and uh, Glass Onion, which I watched them um, <coughs> just to their power. Man, do you guys um, hear that echo? No. Echo, Echo, he's making fun of us. Oh, he's oh, <laughs> all you, the same shit. That's, twi- that's <laughs> twice now I've got you with that. <laughs> Jammer's taking everything too literally today. Well, because he's usually he usually cuts in going like, hey guys, you hear that feedback? He's like here to to check us tech wise. And instead he's being a dick. <laughs> he's here to roast you today. But um <laughs> Um I watched so my sister's flight got delayed, so she obviously like everyone else. So she didn't make it in time for Christmas. We were going to watch glass onion as a family. Instead, my parents and I watched top gun. Everyone loved it. Uh, my dad takes a lot to love a movie because he's tired of these superhero movies where it's like CGI, CGI, smashy, smashy. So like he loved it. He thought it was funny and entertaining and good watch. Um, and then we watched glass onion when my sister and her uh, husband finally came into town and everyone loved that. So, I mean, if my, if my whole family actually likes it, that's a good sign. That's not why I picked it. I thought Top Gun, like Danny said, was far above expectations. I was excited for it as a Tom Cruise mm-hmm. movie, but I had no love for the first film. So just seeing how not just not just the jets, which I was expecting, but how well it was written with the poignant moments and the funny moments um, and just, yeah, just how it was kind of you know spread out, even though it is Star Wars A New Hope, if you think about the plot of that, or at least the mission they have to go yeah. on in that movie is Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> but uh, as Ryan George points out, <laughs> he's absolutely right. And then, yeah, Glass Onion, I, I think it's better than Knives Out. It's really hard to compare them because they are. It's still hard. Very still different. Hard very different movies for sure. Like you go from like a fall, like mansion, mm-hmm. like East Coast movie to like, a, the, like, yeah, it's like a summer paradise type location, which is fun. Um, but yeah, super clever. I've only seen it three times. You notice new things every time and you're like, oh, snap, that's how that. Yeah you know, all fits together. So yeah, I would absolutely say I said, we can only pick one, everything boys, but I said, unless there was a dead tie and I couldn't pick top gun or glass onion one over the other. Yeah. Any, awesome. uh, any other movie things? Well, I folks think want to say, I, I think it's a, uh, it's fitting. Uh, I think it's a very fun and poignant and very emotional movie. That's very good. But it's also for me, it's a lot of movie. It felt very long. And I don't I wouldn't I don't want to say it dragged out, but it definitely I, I was exhausted at the end. And by the end, I was like, I'm not sure I'm I'm ready for this to be over. I'm like spent. I'm like freaking wrung out like a towel. Um, and that's why it's it's a great movie, has a great character arcs and all that and action scenes, and it's just weird as hell, but at the same time. I don't know if I want to watch it again. I bought it, but I haven't watched it yet because I'm having trouble watching it. Just like whenever I want to watch something, there's a bunch of other stuff I want to watch. Like I just bought Clerks 3 and I loved it, except for the cameos. 
but oh i haven't heard you talk about clerks three i yet. just we saw it i was gonna talk to you about off mic but yeah danny did okay. you see it? what do you think of everything everywhere all at once before we move on yeah i was gonna really disappoint jammer now because i obviously haven't seen it yet either and it's interesting uh, uh, the reason why it's quite cool that you mentioned it though jammer because when we were doing this when we were prepping for this or when i was prepping for this it was easy to go on to go you know what films were released this year that maybe i've forgotten and top gun maverick was always going to be the, it, it had one for me before i even checked it but i thought that there must be some things i've lost and the first film that came up was that film mm. and i thought shit i still haven't seen that yet and it's meant to be good the boys will recommend it i must watch it so it's interesting that you picked that up as something else as a honorary mention for the year because i've heard nothing but good things about it so it's definitely going to be something that i'll watch very very soon maybe before the end of the year mm. as far as big misses go meaning that things that i wanted to see but have not seen uh on my list of things that i i wish i'd seen in theaters it's ironically they're both horror movies is nope and smile um i wanted to see those i still want to see them but i just didn't have a chance to see them in theaters jammer adding shit to this adding shit to your list nick it's the stuff i'm, I'm done i'm done with movies i'm done with movies i'm done that was it all right <laughs> top tv show jammer you go first and obviously had to air this year you could pick a season of a show but it was probably streaming but it could have been any i don't know how you would have watched the show that wasn't streaming that you liked but go ahead well, as we've discussed many a time here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, Apple TV Plus is a force to be reckoned with in the world of TV. And it was tough for me because this year we had season two of both Ted Lasso and Mythic Quest, as well as we are getting currently season three of Mythic Quest. Was season three of Mythic Quest last year? I don't know. But Mythic Quest season three is currently airing. I think their last mm-hmm. episode may be aired today or is going to be airing next week. Um, yep. Great season so far. I was really close. Oh my God. It's probably the most emotional season so far of the show of Mythic Quest. Really good stuff. But it's going to have to go to Severance because it is just an amazing original idea with impeccable and fitting production design that is both isolating and no it's just it's really isolating but also beautiful at the same time and i was just completely engaged throughout my biggest uh problem with it was the big fu at the end where they're like we're just gonna end it right now see you next year and i was just like ah well that's a bummer but amazing show amazing cast amazing writing and production design it's probably one of the most uh unique shows that i've watched this year i'll go next this time uh, I did not pick that. Well, I haven't actually seen that yet, but the point I wanted to make before I go into mine is I finally watched Apple TV plus shows this year mm. and two of them. Made and... by, I'm not doing a full honorable mention list because uh, I was looking through my list. I've seen 20 shows this year. I would give an A plus. I think this is the year of television. What the hell? <laughs> just, just to get an A plus. I feel like you need to reevaluate so your system. so many good TV shows this year. Kyle, you're quiet. Yeah, but they're not all perfect. That, that he doesn't need you to eat. Yeah, you don't need to hear him. You just he know you could see you could read his remarks. He's not looking to for you to hear him. But yeah, I'm curious. I actually, sorry, Kyle. At some point, I do want to hear these 20 A plus TV shows that you've been seeing this year. It doesn't have to be now, <laughs> but I do. I am curious. That's a lot of A plus. I don't even think I've seen 20 TV shows this year. Oh, I, I crushed the TV this year. But um, Kyle, you're still not talking. That we. Oh can my hear. God, Christina there, and I watched 26 okay. anime this year. Nice. nice. They were all A pluses because it was anime. <laughs> anime stands for A. 
but uh, I mean, A, A stands for anime. But um, I, I'll, find, I'll tell you the two iTunes ones. I mean, the Apple ones, just so you guys will know oh. that I watched Apple. Uh, Severance and We Crashed were both fantastic. Oh, I forgot about We Crashed. That was also very good. That's the Danny's given like the tilty head. It's a Jared Leto and Hathaway show about WeWork. Oh, okay. It's very it's about good. The creation. Except, it's a very good show. I will. I watched it's about five shows like that. But it's, it's good. That were about creators and stuff. And my favorite show of the year was the biggest surprise. That the one I would probably pick last out of all the ones that would be on my list. Can I guess it? Can I guess it? Yeah. Was it Wednesday? No, that's not my Damn favorite it. show of the year. It's was it Andor. Stranger Things four? No. Andor. Oh I, fuck. Andor. Because I never thought Star Wars could be that good. It was literally like. It's one of my favorite hours of Star Wars ever, even comparing it to the original. Not my favorite ever. One of my favorite hours ever. Better than certain hours of the original trilogy. Is it so. up there with the other 558 plus hours of TV shows that you have? <laughs> Above. <laughs> like that. No. Uh, but yeah, it's, I just I didn't think Star Wars could be interesting. I mean, like I like Mandalorian. It's fun. But I didn't think it could be great again um star wars and in fact if you watch the old ones they're not great it's nostalgia i mean they're good they're well written but none of them are like that i think there's some pretty uh strong archetypal storytelling there that really helps keep it timeless and and let's i don't think it's bad let's keep the hot takes on daily cup of john genre that's our (laughs) that's our that's our shtick okay hot no but i see your point though you're talking about gray the grayness is what you're talking about. It's like Star Wars. The grayest it's gone is the Last Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, this. the Last Je- and Rogue One. Yeah. The Last Jedi and Rogue One, and then this. Yes, and this was also this has been the show I've been capturing new Star Wars fans with, because in not trying to imitate Star Wars, it is better Star Wars than anything we've seen since 1983. Um, everything else is kind of like I'm just trying everything else is like I'm trying too hard to be Star Wars it's like I'm gonna sh- even Mando it's like I'm gonna show you the same droid model that was with Boba Fett alongside the guy with the exact same armor of Boba Fett and then now I'm gonna throw in Luke Skywalker and all this stuff and this one was like screw it this is a slow burning drama from most halfly from the, half from halfly um, a lot of it from the perspective of the ISB um, which is one of the most fascinating the parts hell? about it. What was that sentence you just said? I didn't understand what something ISB. What was that you said? Ha- about uh, a good portion of the show is shown from the perspective of the ISB. Um, How's that? The intelligence service in Andor. Oh, okay, because I which, haven't watched Andor yet. I watched uh, I watched an episode uh, and a half, and I I got bored. Uh, I'll keep watching it. Yes, but I got it is. Bored. This is Star Wars. That's not for children like Jammer. The Star Wars is for adults who have patience sure. and like well, drama thing about and tension and is, politics you're saying this is the most star wars thing and i'm not going to argue and say this is bad because i haven't watched all of it i'm sure it's great i'm going to love it when i watch it but i'm not sure i would classify this as like oh this is pure star wars because it's not it's almost the antithesis of star wars not saying it's a bad thing but to call this like the most star wars is like i feel like inaccurate yeah here comes an actually episodes. moment from from the Star Wars super super geek here, uh, this is very much quintessential uh, Star Wars in the vein, very much of everything from the OT minus Ewoks and uh, musical numbers in Jabba's uh, throne room. <laughs> no. But no. it is not not Star Wars. It is Star Wars for people that have grown up 
and are still Star Wars fans. It's Star Wars for the for the grown-ups. And I don't mean that as in uh, mature because of sex, language, or, or violence. Mm-hmm. It's you need to have some more uh, appreciation of, of life in general, some more, more maturity for it. So that could come at 25 years old for some. It might not come until 40 for, for others, but Damn that's it. what this this is. This is I just Star Wars. I just the first for, for episode to have bored me, but I'd be giving it more time. Don't give and, me shit. And you also called us out, uh, me out on saying it, how it could be the most Star Wars. We've only seen two episodes. I don't think and then Kyle agreed the most, with me. I think Kyle's wrong. I think Kyle. You have only seen two episodes. You can't say anything. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Based on the episode and a half that I've seen, that's you're right. I've seen the trailer for Avatar. It's obviously not as Avatari as the first one. It's like saying that (laughs) you've watched a small percentage. I watched. I watched like an hour and a half of something. I think I can at least judge that hour and a half. My point is the tone and the style of it doesn't feel Star Wars minus. It doesn't feel at all OT. I'm sorry to say it does not feel OT at all based on that episode and a half. Okay, then you need to get into it. Does not what it does not feel OT. OT, The original the original trilogy is black and white. I am sorry, it is black and white as fuck. There is nothing about that episode and a half I watched that is black and white. It's not what we're talking. We're about. not we're talking, talking about, about that. Yeah. What are you you're, talking you're, about? You're I'm talking on... about the feel and the style of it. What are you talking about? I'm talking okay. about it. It actually existing in Star Wars. That it is still Star Wars because when you look around, when you're when you're not looking at just a uh, uh, Luke, uh, Han, or Leia, and you're seeing the other aspects of the rebellion, like this is all of that. That's all there. Yeah, sure. You're you're right. It's it's not as happy go lucky so to speak, black and white in, in tone, but this is still the most Star Wars thing there there is. And maybe that's why... Uh, I don't understand I'm re- what you mean. How do you, maybe you how should do you watch not? it? This no, is no, what, do you, by, what do, you, what do you mean by it is the most Star Wars thing? What because does that it's mean? Because everything else that's to in me, the, When oh, I so think when of they, Star Wars, okay, so, this is Star Wars to me. Star Wars to me is archetypal storytelling set in a Western slash sci-fi setting. Fan with fantasy mixed in. Okay, that is Star Wars. Yes, that's and that's, or based on the episode and a half does not feel that way to me. That's that's fine, but that's not the way that we're wording it. We're talking about okay. it being Star Warsy, meaning being what is in Star Wars, not the the genre outside analysis that makes up Star Wars. This is everything else in Star Wars that's not Luke Skywalker using the Force. This is when uh, Luke is saying is saying on his way to. To go fight the Death Star as Han's packing up and leaving. He's like, look around you. Do you not see what these these people are are going up against? And you're just going to take your money and run? This is that expanded this is the the stuff that you see with uh the the uh the empire and their their uh politics and their war machine on the bridges of of star destroyers and moments between uh uh commanders and vader that's that expanded like that's what makes this so much star war warsy it is so it's 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 sort of the head cannon expanded it's the head cannon i I don't mean this in a condescending way i basically because when we watch star wars we imagine like oh this is what's going on behind the scenes that we don't get to see yeah and it's that actually played out so that's what you mean okay now i understand there you go i can agree with that Okay, because that argument just felt like arguing with someone who's only read the title of an article and you've read the entire article. <laughs> I'm sorry, an hour and a half is not nothing. That's a Out of good 12 hours, of that's a tiny percentage of show. That is fair. It's but like my, watching that... the first 15 minutes okay. of a movie and being is like, the this first is not hour, Star Wars. Is the first hour and a half of the show not representative of what the show is like? 
I would say it definitely grows and gets a lot better. Yeah, the first hour it, and a half were pretty expands. tame. Yeah, I'm sure it does, it but does it still kind of have that slow burn feel? Yes. Yeah. An adult. That's why he explained it as mature as Star Wars. That's why I'm saying is that like that feel I get, I'm sure I'll get more attached to it, but that's just the feel that I got from it, which to me does not feel what I imagined Star Wars at. Anyways, Danny, how you doing? How you doing over there, Danny? <laughs> I'm I'm good. And as a Star Wars fan, I'm I'm enjoying this very, very much. Um I I did um I did enjoy Andor. Are we ready to get my top TV? Yes. Please. <laughs> so Andor is definitely in the um, in the mix here. Um, what I did love about this year, or what I tried to do this year when we went to the top TV show, was avoid seasons, uh, extra seasons. Meaning, of course, I, I love Ted Lasso. It's one of the best shows ever to have been on television, full stop. And we had season two of that. We also had season three of The Boys, and I love The Boys. So we've had some um, second, and as Jamma rightly said, we've got Mythic Quest as well. We just almost finished season three. So... I thought to myself, I'm going to go, what's the what's a show that I've really felt has been the best show for me this year that I've um, recently discovered, or it's a brand new one? So honorary mention for me, I was late to the game, was Sandman. I was super late watching mm-hmm. that on, on Netflix. And as soon as I started watching it, I was enthralled by it. I thought it looked stunning. The production value for uh, you know a relatively unknown product by me and maybe a certain others on Netflix they certainly put their heart and soul into it, and to 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 put Neil Gaiman's books on the big screen, the big screen, the bigger screen, like they did, I thought was fantastic. However, what won it for me, um, hands down, because I don't remember a bad episode in this season. I remember being super excited about each and every week, unlike a certain Star Wars show that was running at the time. And it has to be Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Ooh, that, good pick. That won it for me. Absolutely love that show. Obviously. It's there are other Star Trek shows out there, but this one was the new one. It was the, should we say, set um, in in the past. But it really did tick all the boxes for me for what I or I before anyone says what their version of Star Trek is. It ticks the boxes <laughs> for me. Uh, and I genuinely loved every single episode. The, each episode seemed to have a different theme. We got to uh, know and enjoy and love or hate each individual character of the main cast. And so overall, I think for for new shows this year. Definitely Star Trek Strange New Worlds for me. Yeah, and that would be one of my A-plus runners-up. And I agree with you. I like that. To me, it feels like it's the most Star Trek now we're getting to that conversation because it is is the original series remade with better effects and different characters. Like, it's literally the original series if it was made today. And that's already was my favorite Star Trek trek before and yeah it's fun you can jump from one week as a storybook episode literally the next week it's alien almost literally so it's fun exactly. you can do with yeah. it you can do any genre within that show because it's like oh new planet new crazy shit happening which is why i agree and i love strange <laughs> new worlds um so let's continue uh i'll start really this quick one. yeah hold on i just want to give an honorable mention to stranger things 4 because i think that was like a nice return to form for the mm-hmm. series and it had like one of the most emotional scenes in TV this year having to do with uh, the, the running up that hill scene, which is really awesome. So I yeah. actually would be my official honorable mention if I had to pick one would be mm. Strange New Worlds. So again, we're all I mean, not Stranger Worlds, uh, Stranger Things. Lots Stranger of Strange things. Worlds this year. One of them I still need to see now that it's I did on see Disney+. that. We need to talk about that in a bit. It's interesting. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. Um, OK, I'll go first on this one because we're kind of trading orders. Most disappointing movie or TV show. 
I had a TV wow. show because I was thinking about movies and I was like Jurassic World Dominion. And I was like, no, how could it be disappointing when I figured it was going to be bad going in? So most disappointing <laughs> for me, even though I should have been I should have figured this was going to be bad, was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, um, yeah, that, that sucked. A sh- that you know, coming bad. after Mandalorian, you're like, OK, they've got this Disney stuff plus stuff down. I love Mandalorian. I enjoyed Boba Fett. Um, really, they haven't let us down yet, I would say, with something with bad product on Disney plus Star Wars. But Obi-Wan Kenobi is bad product. Um, it is just even though it was attached to the prequels where you think, oh, wait, I might have some of that prequel stank. You're like, oh, you McGregor is excited. Like we're going to get to see Obi-Wan be a Jedi. We have to see Hayden Christensen for some reason, even though I was rewatching with my roommate. We watched all of it in order. I'm like, he looks 50 years old. <laughs> In this like scene, like they sh- maybe they should have done some de aging for uh Hayden <laughs> Christensen, but I love Kyle agrees <laughs> because re- I didn't know this the first time re watching, I was like, Christ, he looks old, but um, it yeah, just I'm, I'm with you on this, but yeah, it it just... be, like disappointing is the word for this yeah. show, right? Because it seemed to go through some production challenges with Ewan's um uh schedule and then they had the we had covid obviously sorry the uh zombie apocalypse whatever we're allowed to call it on youtube um and we had all those challenges and and he seemed to be dragging his feet about wanting to make sure the script and everything was all right and so i'm thinking okay this is going to be good then right this is going to be good and i think disappointing is is probably the best word to describe it it's not it's not completely awful but i just felt flat after watching it in each week i was just like, oh this is not what i thought i was going to get so i'm with you disappointing yeah, yeah. and that's that's I'll why i didn't say like worst i picked disappointing for the topic because yeah i had some hopes for it and i was like oh yeah i mean there's a lot of bad things i could say about it and go on for a long time but that's all i need you said some good things about obi-wan about why it was disappointing so um let's go danny next yeah, well, you know what? That, yeah, so I've been flip-flopping all day between movie, TV show, movie, TV show, and I think the biggest disappointment, or the, the, the two, was Obi-Wan, for the reasons you and I have just discussed. But actually what won it, as I've sat here and read my list down, was Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, oh me, that's that, a great one. I thought one. someone was going to pick Doctor Strange, but good, interesting. Well, it was way you know worse. What? There was some debate that were in my in my own head, and again, it comes to the disappointment. You know, I, I don't think I don't think anyone uh, isn't aware of how I feel about the film. I, I really didn't like it, but I'm not saying it was awful. It wasn't the worst thing that Marvel's ever done. It's just for me. It I think really it might be for me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It didn't, well, I mean, it's close. Let's be honest. It might be, I mean, Thor Dark World might might be borderline the second, the first one. But mm. it was just disappointing. Mm. It just, hold on a minute. You just did all this awesome stuff in Ragnarok and you did all this and now I get this. I get talking fucking Krispy Kreme donuts or whatever it was. I, this is not. It was a dumpling. And I was just super disappointed with it. it the humour fell flat to me. Uh, it, it was just, it was just a real hard slog. And so the word disappointing really goes into it. The only saving well, grace recently well, is when Cam uh, from the uh, from our website said, if you look at it as from Korg's point of view, he's telling the story, so it's going to be embellished with nonsense, then maybe that's what this this story is. That's what the film was. It was Korg's representation of it. And I'm like, that's clutching at straws, but it's the only <laughs> thing that's keeping me sane. Um, but yeah, so for me, biggest disappointment movie-wise and generally over the year is Thor, Love and Thunder. The only reason I thought you might pick or someone would pick Doctor Strange is because of the expectations that Spider-Verse, not spider well, you know, live-action yeah, yeah. Spider-Verse set for, right. or like, oh, the universe is going to fall apart. And said it was a it was a chase scene. I mean, a chase movie through multiverses, not the collapse that they keep fake promising, as Kyle and I have discussed often. Kyle's probably discussed yeah. that on every podcast. I know we've discussed it here. We've discussed that Marvel multiverse may have. But that's why I thought that might be a pick. And I don't I don't get the dis- Thor disappointment or hate. I really I enjoyed it. But I mean, I understand it, I guess. I just didn't feel it at all for that one. For me, the yeah. biggest problem with that is um, tone. in addition to the tone, that's one part of it. But it lacked any subtext in its dialogue. Mm. You literally have at the beginning of the show Thor going like movie Thor going like, I am a warrior. I am a warrior who has you know, gone through and lost things, and therefore I can't love again. It's like, why are you just straight out stating the themes of the movie? Why don't you just, like, what's, where's the subtext here? Where's the nuance? There's none. They literally explain everything. And like, you know, with Korg and the things, like, Thor did this, and he would never love again, and this and that. Like, they they beat you over the head with it, which is why for the longest yeah. time I was like, why doesn't this work? Because I like the idea of the story, I like sort of the messaging, but it just is it's falling so flat. And it's because it's like it was written by a child or like a teenager who didn't have any faith in the audience understanding what the movie was about and decided to flat out state everything at the camera. Cool. Um, Again, mm. well, it was written by Korg for for Right, children. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that was... No, you're disappointed one then, Jammer. Are you? I mean, I honestly you? hadn't even thought about it until you mentioned it. But no, for me, uh, my disappointment, it's funny because it's not even something that I was super looking forward to, but it's something that I had faith in as episodes went on and then just kind of went <laughs> crash. Um, recovered a little bit at the end, but not completely. And that is Moon Knight. Uh, that ah. show, I think, had a killer first two episodes and then fell flat off a cliff. I don't know what happened. And I think that movie show is a testament to like 
the types of things that should have been a movie. Like, I think that would have been a much better movie if they had condensed it down to two like hours. Like Kenobi. Like, uh, I don't know if Ken- I can't even. I don't know if I even look at Kenobi and say, <laughs> oh, there's a two hour movie in there somewhere. I can't see it. There is but the Moon different Knight, plot, too. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but Moon Knight, I could certainly see that. Um, so that's why it was disappointing is I feel like a condensed version of that. It, I, to me, it's the best example of why Marvel should start relooking at some of their TV shows and thinking, can this be a movie? And then maybe committing to making them a movie as fits. I also Armor think. Arm, yeah. yeah, like like Armor Wars, exactly. I also think they should look at some of their projects as 50-minute uh, specials. Yeah. Special presentations and be like, do we really need 50 minutes to introduce yada, yada, yada? Like the rumor going around that uh, there might be, they're, they're looking at doing two Halloween specials. And first of all, I'm like, just do them as, they don't need to be holiday specials always. Just release these more special presentations. I literally, they're like, what would you pick? I'm like, I would literally turn Blade from a movie into a into like a 50-minute special. for his Oh, my God. Then do Midnight Suns or something as a TV show. Marvel fans would turn Snyderverse on you so hard. They Which would might come up later. riot. <laughs> they would riot. Good. I'd love to hurt the, the angry fanboys. <laughs> Good. Uh, let's do next um, best discovery. This could be something that you discovered from another year. It doesn't have to be new this year. It could be an actor, a song, a movie, a video game, what have you. Uh, Jammer, you'll lead this time. So this is a, this is kind of a discovery because I already knew it existed. And I already watched half of it mm. last year, but then it kind of like I got busy and I just, just fell off and I was like, I need to get back to that. I need to get back to that. I need to get back to that. But then as 2022 went on, I was thinking, what if it's not as good as I want it to be? What if it just shits the bed at the end? I'm going to be really disappointed and this image of what I think it could be is going to be gone. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and sit down and finish it. Me. Arcane. Oh, okay. Arcane on Netflix. Uh, that show is fucking amazing. It's so good. Uh, and, and I think what's really good about it overall is like, yes, it has this epic fantasy background. And I can understand people thinking, oh, it's taking a little to get into with the first episode or two. But what it does is even if you have those points of it that you don't understand or don't make sense, there's this whole subplot having to do with technology. I don't understand what the fuck is happening in that at all. But you don't have to understand it in order to understand the character arcs and understand the relationships. The climax of the story is literally revolving around the relationships and only just a small piece of it is all the politics and stuff. And that's where I think this show succeeds where others fail, like other fantasy shows fails. The other fantasy shows are like epic things, this, that's the big stakes, whereas this one is those are there, but the stakes are actually here. They're actually Mm -hmm. these relationships. And that's the most important part are these arcs, the journeys these characters go on and their relationships. And that's why for me, it's just, it's like standing ovation applause. I can't wait to see more from Fortige. Sounds good. I've been looking to watch it because I, all I've only heard good things. Um, Danny, yeah, what was your best discovery of 2022? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jam, Jammer, much like I just reminded him about um, love and thunder. It just reminded me about arcane. I'd, I'd actually forgotten. If you remember a few weeks ago, I'd, I'd forgotten. I'd watched it. Jam. And just remember, <laughs> I, I remember, I actually seen that. Um, so for me, there was a couple of things this year, uh, and I love the fact that you put a, a, a big general sweep on this. It could be music or show or movie or, or actors. So uh, an honourable mention to me is from someone at, from an Amazon Prime um, show that I'd never heard of before, uh, Vox Machina. Uh, oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I just, just for me, because I'm trying to, you know, 
over the years getting into these type of shows, the type of animation, I'm testing the water on different styles of animation. I'm still struggling with anime. Sorry, Kyle and Mrs. Kyle, I'm, I'm struggling with that. Um, but I'm trying. I'm looking at different ones. And you can't I'm all be as them, great as us. Uh, no, well, well I, I'll From a certain point of view. Um, <laughs> but you still me, need to finish Madoka, um, Danny. Still need to finish Madoka. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> That's a commitment right there. I've, I've still got a few of those Batman animated series uh, films to watch too, um, to try and get into that style. Um, but for me, uh, as a huge fan of a massively popular and worldwide known book franchise known as Reacher, um, to Ooh. see the actor known as Alan Richson on screen, and again, on another Amazon show, um, active, actually portraying what I always saw in my head, the visual representation when I'm reading these books of what Reacher looked like, the way he handles himself, the way he acts, not just his physical size, very empowering, but also his his charm and his wit, etc. I think this, this actor, who has obviously been around for a while, has been in many things, but for me, Alan Richardson portraying Reacher in the TV series has been a great discovery, and I am very, very excited about season two, and hopefully... Who knows? Maybe they will get a feature film out of it as well. And again, I wasn't necessarily hating on the Tom Cruise version because he did a good job for a Tom Cruise film with Reacher. But this actor in this show amazingly portrays this character. So for me, that was the breakout. That was the surprise. And that was uh, that's what got me hooked. I hope the audience does uh, what I intend to do and take notes on this show. Uh, well, Kyle will have nice little timestamps and uh go ahead and watch the things i haven't seen that you guys have brought up both good maybe not the bad things but the good things um <laughs> like uh, mythic quest is now on the list for sure more than before and arcane and reacher mine is actually an actor who his name is murray bartlett no relation to uh danny unless danny has <laughs> relatives in uh australia um he um, I first he's been on TV for a long time, including lots of the sh even shows my mom would watch, like The Good Wife and stuff and small roles. But he broke out for me this year. He broke out for everyone else last year. I was one episode left. But Welcome to Chippendales is another possible A plus show. And he plays Nick, um, a character who kind of stole ran with the idea from the creator, Steve Banerjee. Um and he just he's just a very interesting actor. And I'm like, it's really it was really cool. And then I watched White Lotus season one, where he plays the hotel manager. I think is, I can't remember the character's name. That was like Antoine. It's like uh, I can't remember. The, but he's the hotel manager in White Lotus season one, which is another thing I really recommend is White Lotus season one. As far as the discovery, I hadn't seen it before. Um, and just he's fantastic. Uh I almost the only reason I recognized him from one show to the other because he's actually Australian. He uses his Australian accent in White Lotus when he's playing a real life person. He doesn't in Welcome to Chippendales, but he acts with his eyebrows. He's the most expressive eyebrows I've ever seen. Like he's a good actor too, but like his eyebrows are doing handling like half the work. They're not not even the size of them, just the way he uses his upper forehead, and he's just delightful. And he would be my first pick if I could pick any actor to be in Knives Out three because I want to see his like him with the, which basically white lotus is kind of like the blanc films where it's like here's a new interesting cast of characters we're throwing them together and there's going to be one death at this resort at least each season is all that show is um we're gonna see everyone's problems and them talky 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 
Um, but he stole the show as far as a new actor I'd never noticed before this year. So Murray Bartlett is my pick or my favorite discovery of 2022. Danny, you're muted. You're muted, Danny. Sorry, but yeah. Sorry, yeah. Which I was just saying, cool. We've got a couple of actors uh, um, in the new discoveries, not just shows and stuff, which is great. Good for the listener, dear listener out there or viewer. And that's the only reason I made up this topic. So I've been wanting to talk about Murray Bartlett <laughs> since I finished White Lotus season one last week. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to make up a topic that fits me. But our last topic is one that uh, Danny came up with. So I guess I'll let Danny <laughs> go first again. Um, how did I word it? Let me see. Uh, what pissed you off? Yeah, what pissed you off the most? In tw- yeah, what pissed us off the most yeah. in 2022? Well, I think if to to our long term listeners and viewers out there that have uh, have, have stuck with us through um, thick and thin this year, um, there, there's only been one thing really that has really, really, to coin your phrase, there, Nick, pissed me off. I would add other words in there, but we don't want to ruin the chances of YouTube actually allowing us to air this episode. <laughs> but if you could think of many all of the swear words put together, then my top pick would go to the the film I'm about to mention. However, very recently, honorary mention is I still want to know what happened to the water Smurfs in Avatar Way of the Water. <laughs> <laughs> It really is bugging me because they're all there. Their daughter is one of the ones that's been captured and kidnapped and handcuffed again. And yet they all seem to disappear. And it's been great in me that each time I've seen the film. So it's not pissed me off, but it is an itch that I just can't scratch. However, the movie that has made me the most angry and gets me the most upset and even now just, just attempting to say the word is starting to piss me off is without doubt, Moonfall. I, oh. <laughs> I will try and put it into words, but with a cast that is pretty damn good. And then you've got a, a you know, a end of the world set movie like Armageddon and Deep Impact and all those films. And they're all, you know, for want of a better word, nonsense. I'm willing to overlook the nonsense to enjoy the spectacle. But this film took absolute nonsense writing to a whole new level. It was absolutely abysmal from start to finish. I could go on for a whole 30 minutes on how much I hate this film and everything it did, Um, but I don't think I want to again because I'm already getting indigestion. Moonfall pissed me off more than anything else this year, even more than DC fans on Twitter. They pissed me off even more than those people, honestly. Moonfall. I would be glad to see the back of it in 2023. I will uh, go next. Uh, Danny, for some reason, I thought you were going to go with fanboys because I thought you were going to mine's mine. I mine is that. I'll get to it to a second. Uh, Snyder Snyder Bros is my number one piss off of the year, as it should be every year. <laughs> but um, I thought you were going to come with something more nebulous. In fact, when you were building it up, I'm like, well. He's gonna mention the multiverse. He's tired of fucking multiverses. <laughs> Sorry, excuse my one my one f bomb that gets us PG thirteen. It keeps us in PG thirteen. But uh, no, mine is Snyder Bros again, particularly the fire James Gunn crowd. Um, yes, yep. it's not what you wanted, but the DC universe so far is what most people don't want. Also, um, I just hate the idea that you have to. I am all for like hashtag save something so fine 
hashtag release Snyderverse, hashtag save solo or make solo two, hashtag save Legends of Tomorrow, whatever. But when you have to get super negative about it, it'd be like hashtag fire somebody. It's like bleep you, oh, buddy. Look. Yeah, it's yeah, or worse. It's like hashtag kill James Gunn or something. It's like just let Okay, there's no hashtag for, for kill James Gunn. Calm well, he down. said or worse. There are definitely I'm not sure if there's one for James Gunn. There are definitely hashtags like that, but that's usually more. I, I do for feel politics. like they have, they have supplanted, and I don't know if this is a result of just how much they've mobilized online or a result of Twitter not actually working anymore. But I feel like every single time I look, there's always a hashtag: boycott WBD, hashtag yeah, gun and stuff, hashtag. Stuff. James Gunn, fire James Gunn, hashtag bring back Zack Snyder. I look right now. Currently, hashtag boycott WBD, Warner Brothers Discovery, is trending. At least according to what I have. It's that's because it's trending. Your interest or whatever. Yeah, it might be catered to my interest, but I don't know. And I don't know if it's broken since Musk, you know, took over and fired it, you know, more than half the staff or pretty much they're left with a skeleton crew at this point, from what I understand. So I have no idea if this is not updating effectively. But regardless, they're annoying me, too. They're also the thing that's pissing me off. You know me. I'm a Snyder fan. I love Justice League. I really liked Batman v Superman. And I enjoy Ultimate Cut. Man of Steel. Ultimate Cut. Ultimate Edition. <laughs> uh, and I I would be up for seeing more of his stuff personally. But at the same time, it's like, hey, got to clean house. You got to do what you got to do. He had his chance. He had three movies. I think he was able to mostly effectively tell a complete narrative about the journey of Superman. Now let's move on to something else. I'm fine with that. Let's go. Um, so children, you know, do something else with your lives. Do something else. Stop trying to move uh, icebergs with doggy paddles. That's not going to do anything. It's just stop. Well, it's just like stop. I've been saying, they already gave the mouse a cookie. They they gave like, them the oh, yeah. they gave them the release the Snyder cut and now they're like look we can pressure them into more stuff. I mean that's not the that only was, result of it. But Zazlav is uh that guy's a, a savage. He's a beast. Yeah. yeah so is that care. actually your number one least favorite yeah, that, thing that's too? Why no, yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. The Zack Snyder Bros. And I like him. So you know you you turned one of your own against you, Snyder Bros. Yep. Now. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag don't restore the Snyderverse. I don't want to see what you get it? rewarded for your troubles. Stall, stall real quick. I have a tweet to bring up that has to do with the <laughs> okay. Snyder Bros. I mean, did that bother you at all this year, Danny? The the Snyder folks, or have you just stayed it, it, stayed off Twitter? Yeah, no, I, it's, Twitter is on, and I'm the same as you. I'm getting the same kind of um, uh, what's trending now stuff. It is very frustrating and disappointing, I guess, because I'm the old man of LRM and Breaking Geek. I remember when the days when having the movies and the shows and the choices that we have right now was a was a pipe dream. I would never dream that we would get the big screen versions of the movies that we've had, whether it's from Marvel or Star Wars even, or even uh, or DC, and so it's very easy to to be pissed off with you don't get what you want and stuff. But when I think back of what we, you know, the things that I would have dreamed to have, and now we're living in it, we're having multiple shows on multiple platforms with these multiple versions of our beloved characters from comic books on the big screens. It's almost like I want to bang their heads together and say, just be thankful we've got what we've got. It's not all great. Sometimes it's not good at all, but 
we've got it. We've got the stuff that we've always imagined we would have. Okay, it doesn't quite match what version 17 of a comic strip in 1984, you're wearing a different colored suit or whatever, but we've got what we always wanted. Let's just enjoy it. And, and to be so negative about it, it's like, well, James Gunn's done some pretty cool shit. I'm very much looking forward to what happens in DC now. And as much as I like Zack Snyder too, I'm ready for the new big thing. Let's give it to me. I want to see it. I want Lobo. God damn it. And I mentioned that in Christmas. Give me Lobo. And you might even get so, the yeah. actor you want, according to uh, random sources. <laughs> Yeah, but, well, I mean, we've got Flashpoint thing, whatever they're doing. Who knows what happens to the characters? They could all end up in different suits, and who knows? Mr. Momoa could be the main man. That's a lot of awesome. By the way, I also do want to mention, I didn't mention this before. I don't know why. Oh, no. Am I here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you're here. You're Peacemaker. Here. <laughs> Peacemaker was a runner-up for me for this year as one of the best oh, yes. shows. It's one of my 28 pluses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I found Did it. Does r slash mean it's uh, Reddit or could that be on any? Yes. Okay, so this is from Reddit under the Snyder Cut page. Kyle, I'm sorry. Would you be able to cut that out if you're willing? You guys are sorry. Sorry, Nick. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to platform. I was just proving how dark they are. (laughs) No, I get it. I prefer that not have any attention. What what Nick just what Nick just referred to was was something that is a, a a great example of what we have just been discussing, which is the toxicity of a certain section of fans, um, particularly related to the DC universe and Zack Snyder. And it's not something that we we want to see or hear, but it was a great example of exactly why it pissed us off this year. So, yeah. So apologies that we uh, we we're, we're not going to let you hear that, but we don't think they should have that platform. So yeah. Good point. Good point. Great example, Nick. Cool. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I didn't even think it got that crazy. Apparently, I I mean, it's one person tweeting something. I don't even know how many likes or whatever it got. But yeah, that's don't take entertainment that far. You can fill in the blanks what we're talking about. We're not gonna, yep, read it or play it. But anything else about twenty two in review, fellas? Um, one thing I do wish did better this year. Um, I just saw it. I just saw it uh, this past weekend, and that was Strange World. It wasn't perfect. It was good and fun, um, and that's the animated film that came out during Thanksgiving. That no one knew was coming out. That no which one I think knew is what you're about out. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, well, it's both frustrating and it's nice in that it's frustrating in that Bob Chapek clearly sandbagged animation in his reign. Bob Iger is now back, so I'm hoping that there'll be a, an increase. Uh, focus on animation and what it brings to the table. Strange World, I thought it was a good movie. I had some flaws. It was a little... It dragged a little bit, but I also think that even though it dragged a little bit, it could have used an extra 15 more minutes so we could have settled in with the characters more. But overall, like I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. And I think it deserved to do better than what it did. Um, and I... Yeah, I'm just kind of disappointed by that. I wish it did better, and I hope that Disney takes animation better more seriously in the future. Danny, anything else about 2022? No, not not for me, but my, my nephew, my eldest nephew is here and he had something, what was it? Was it disappointing or pissed you off, Mason? Which one was it? Which which subject was it? Yeah. Uncharted. Something that didn't get <laughs> an amendment. I actually I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed Mason, it too. Yeah, well what, what I, was I it didn't about watch Uncharted? it. Only because I come a bit closer, buddy. But only because I played the games and it didn't feel like it was uh, an enchanted game. Uncharted. Uncharted. Not enchanted. That was yeah. all right. <laughs> so, 
when it came out, I felt like it needed to be like a game. Almost like a game. They took I, it to a place that I enjoyed. It just wasn't the game. Yeah. Well, there you go. But would you watch another one? Yeah. There you go. See now, why can't we fans be like that? Thanks, buddy. Where you get, it's not quite what you wanted. It's not quite the game, but you enjoyed it enough to want another one, right? I'd actually forgotten about Uncharted, which is why Mason just brought it up. Uh, but no, I think it's been a great year. It's had ups and downs. We've had goods and bads. We've had disappointments. But like I was just saying a few minutes ago, I am happy to be living in this time where I've got so much of the stuff I enjoy on the big screens and the smaller screens. Um, so, uh, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been a great year. I look forward to 2023, much of the same. And I'm sure we're going to have lots of great conversations about what was good and what was bad over what's coming up next year. I will say uh, my last thing. Um, I forgot to mention it. If anyone's looking to, I, I'm sure it's a small role because I don't know how I don't know how the story works for Last of Us. But Murray Bartlett's next project, the guy I was talking about, is The Last of Us. Um, he's in The Last of Us. No, oh, he's why? not yeah. The Last of Us. He's in The Last of Us. Yeah. Well, I said his <laughs> next project is. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's he, not he making he, it. He's not making oh, it. I said no, his I next saying, project is. Okay. I thought he said Murray Bar- Murray Bartlett is The Last no. of Us. <laughs> I, it'll probably be a smallish role, but. It was it's first thing that comes up on his Wikipedia page, even though it's not up out yet. <laughs> but um, I just want to thank all of our listeners and the Kyle uh, a great deal for really kicking um, the genreverse into overdrive this year from our YouTube channel um, to the professional editing. We're all in HD video now for you folks. And that's all because of our editor, Kyle, <laughs> semi HD, semi HD. He's like, I yeah, look better than uh, all of you. Oh, um, Unless we start recording like individually our own separate things yeah. and then Zoom send has them the a, files. Zoom has a max and and I can't do the separate file stuff. That would be uh, too much work. But there are some potentials for some 1080p uh, video stuff in the future. But we'll we'll see. Subscribe, well, we support better. us. Yep, exactly. I mean, we love you guys. Um, this, as I mentioned earlier, we just completed our third year of Breaking Great of the podcast. Our anniversary isn't until March. Third year? Um, oh, this is our third done... year being on the air. Really? That's it? It's been longer, hasn't it? No, because we start. Remember, we had our three year anniversary in March. I don't remember that. When we did Batman, it and it was our anniversary show. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm talking about. But next you're running year, us into those fanboys and date, uh, LR Mornings memories. Yeah. Well, I was just yeah. trying to also think. That's I know that that, I that Nick and Ka- uh, Nick and uh, Nick and Tanya and and Jonesy were there for a while. There was like a year without yeah. me. It started with and- uh, March 2019 when um, our first show was Captain Marvel, which was Got 2019. It. But between, because I know that because that was the year of Endgame, and obviously it was one of the movies they slipped in the middle right before. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to thank you all for being here for us, for being here for the network. Um, I'm really looking for I've look I've enjoyed every podcast I've done this year. I look forward to another great year with these gentlemen and Jonesy and whoever else we can get involved. Um so with that, um I'll wrap it up. Uh you've been listening to Breaking Geek Radio the podcast. Um we thank you again for having you here. Um we are on the Genreverse Podcast Network and LRMonline.com, where there are many great shows. Um, uh, Anime Versal Reviews, AVR Squared. I know it's that because I know it's short for Anime Versal Reviews Squared. Um, 
the cantina our star wars podcast uh marvel multiverse mayhem is on hiatus until we actually have some content to actually talk about for now because it's not i don't know we're tired of doing news and stuff too but we'll be back when there is loki i think is the next thing um god now i feel like in a daily cup of genre um genre shot uh i think I, I did it i didn't do it in the actual order did i forget any nice so no, we got them all uh anywhere you stream your podcasts uh watch us on youtube um danny where art thou thou art in dubai still about to build momentarily a christmas Ooh. gift which looks a little bit like it's lego Ooh, oh Ooh, that's a really cool lego so yes I now i call it dubai lego with my hammer <laughs> Uh, Jammer, where can thou be foundeth? Enough. Thou can out be foundeth at AJ Cerna Writer on Twitter, uh, as well as on TikTok. And you can also find my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon, Audible, and at Magia Books, M-A-G-I-A Books.com. And I'm at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. Uh, we have Kyle, our producer, is at that Kyle Malone on Twitter. And... Happy New Year, everyone. Asla lasagna. Do not get any on you. Mission. Oh, damn it. Accomplished. Mission. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Oh, mission impossible. Damn it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park